God's grace is sufficient. He tells us that. My grace is enough. That's the idea. My grace is enough for you, he said to Paul. And he said, three times, take away this physical thorn. He said, my grace is enough. But it's only there when we need it. It's not when we imagine some awful thing's going to happen. If you spend your time thinking, you know, one of my kids, well, what would I do if one of my children died? Or what would I do if my husband died? Or what would I do if, when you read about the terrible things happening to other people, what would I do if that happened to me? But there's no grace for your imagination. listening to episode 74 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. And today I'm finishing up my conversation with Vicki Kraft. This is part two. And if you haven't heard part one, I suggest going over to episode 73. You'll definitely want to check that out. Today, Vicki's brought back with more godly wisdom. She was the women's minister at my church for several years. She's authored a couple books. She started a Titus 2-4 ministry. She has lived a full life. Uh, 87 years, and she's sharing some of the things she's learned. And today we hit on a lot of different topics from friendship, having a sense of humor, our desires to be good moms, trusting God, our children to God, worry and grace, and finding mentors, making that happen. And I love all she has to say about her assurance of salvation. I know you're going to enjoy everything Vicki has to share. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Oh, yeah, suffering. All right, yeah, yeah you're right. That's not a fun one. No. <laughs> well, this one is better. Okay, all right. Uh, that friends are one of God's greatest blessings. Mm. No. Uh, even uh, non, I mean, when you're uh, just friends, but especially believing friends, mm-hmm. they're... Uh, they're different from you, they, they're maybe the same as you, whatever, they're, there's something so supportive and so encouraging, and I really feel sorry for people that don't have intimate friendships. You can have a lot of friendships at different levels. Even Jesus did. He had yeah. the 12 disciples, then he had three who were favorites, Peter, Peter John, James, and John, then he had John, who mm. was the favorite. Mm. And that is not a sin. Some people think I have to love everybody the same. But if you take the words for love, uh, agape love, which is God's love, unconditional, and it means to want the best for that person. Mm. Well, we can have that kind of love for somebody that we may not really like very much. Right, right, right. Yeah. He can channel through us his love. But the phileo love is the love of pleasure and enjoyment and emotional attachment. And yeah, and you don't have you don't have to have that for everybody Mm. the same way. Yeah. And God gives you both. Mm. Yeah. And I'm especially grateful now at this stage of my life for the friends, the believing friends that are so attentive and kind and come to see me and take me places. And Mm. I have a couple that pick me up for church every Sunday and another person that brings me home Mm. every week. I mean, just if they're not going to be there for vacation or something, they let me know so I, I can get someone else. And I always do. 
And uh, it's just such a blessing. Mm. Uh, it's, you know, it is more blessed to give than to receive, but receiving is great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that on a shirt. Yeah. Receiving, receiving is, is great. great. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think if anyone's listening and they don't have that, yeah. do you have any tips on how to develop fr- well, good friends? Friends, you have to be yourself. Mm. You can't be somebody that has a, a mask on. Right. And that only encourages other people with masks. Oh, so true. You know, you have to be open and vulnerable, but you can be choosy about who you're going to be vulnerable with. It doesn't mean that you have to tell everybody everything. Yeah. Uh, And friendships take some. Sometimes there'll be an immediate click, Mm. but sometimes friendships take time to develop. Mm. But... They're worth pursuing. Mm. Uh, in this culture, it used to be that none of us, we only had one car. So once the, the husband took the car to work, you were home. That's interesting. Yeah, you were yeah. home. Yeah. So friends would drop in. You know, Like neighborhood friends? Neighborhood friends yeah. would drop in. Or, mm. you know. For socialization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. to see people. Yeah, yeah, just to be and do things together like. Mm. That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> that like, sounds really nice. I, I, Instead of me in my car with my kids yeah, driving yeah. here and there and errands all the day long, yeah. I don't see people. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I get a bushel of crab apples from my in-laws on the weekend and call on friends and say, do you want to make crab apple jam? Oh, that She'd come over great. and we'd just cook all day long doing that. That just sounds fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, that kind of thing. Yeah. Re-in- reinstituting those kind of yeah. inviting people over and your house doesn't have to be perfect. No. And- no. You would be ironing and you'd keep on ironing. You know, you just, mm. it was very free and very unaffected. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. But they were there when you needed them, mm. see. And mm. friends today are, but it's all much more structured. You have to get a phone call and, yeah. and are you there and yeah. make appointments and yeah. all of that. I'm so thankful when friends just stop by. Don't, just stop by. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to make, I don't, yeah. prepare anything. No, it's know. great. And I yeah. love, you know, having young kids. <laughs> Sometimes stuck at home with nap, and I'm stuck at yeah. home. You're at home You're with at nap home. time, yeah. and so it's nice to get a little yeah. people time in. When they ask at a shower if I would, you know, how they ask you to write some yeah, word yeah, yeah. of wisdom. Yeah, I always write, "Keep your girlfriends." Mm. You know, yeah. a bride can think my husband's going to be all I need. That is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Vicky. That is so dumb. Yeah. It is. No, I, I remember talking to Leslie, especially as moms of all boys. Yeah. Leslie Johnson with her four boys. And, you know, I'd say something, well, I just don't feel like Bruce understands this or that. And she says, well, he's not supposed to. No. You're supposed to talk to a girlfriend about that. Exactly. Oh, it's so freeing to yeah. let Bruce off the hook of that expectation. He's he, never going to get that. He's piece. never going yeah. and, and to. And I, he shouldn't. And that. Burden on yes. him is more than he was made to bear. Yeah, he's got enough on his yeah. list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> it's so freeing to just say, "Oh, go to a girlfriend about that." That's okay. Yeah, that's the husband doesn't have to be the end all he, be all. No, all emotional. He needs does not. He shouldn't. does not. Yeah. No. I think that's wise. Okay, keep your keep your friends. What uh, else you have? We have to keep an active sense of humor. Okay. In life, I totally agree. 
Yeah. What did you do to keep that active? Well, I sort of think it was built in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God gave you yeah. a sense of humor. Was your mom? She you know, had a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah. And my sister did. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we have to see the funny side of things mm. and yeah. not take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. Um, Sometimes we protect our egos and mm. and we don't let anyone in or will um, I, I this is I haven't thought of this for a while, but at my daughter's wedding, it was in um, in a private home okay. that had those modern canals all through, you know. And my daughter, this daughter, had a uh, a little fifteen month old, and I said to her, "Be careful that Adrian doesn't fall into that." Yeah. So I was standing talking to someone who was leaving, and I could feel my foot slipping. So I fell <laughs> into this canal. Yeah. And and the mother of the bride, you know, just. I went over like that nasty commercial, you know, that just goes. <laughs> you just fell right just over. Just fell over. And my daughter, the bride, had just turned around to introduce me to somebody <laughs> no. that was high mucky muck from Bay- Baylor. And she looks and she sees me. She goes, Mother! And I came out of that laughing so hard. And she started. We both laughed. There yeah. I was. I had to be taken down and and uh, dried off, and my clothes had to be dried. But I never think of it without humor. It just, it didn't, you know, Embarrassment wasn't your go-to. No, no, it wasn't. It yeah. was just too funny for words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Some things like that, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think my son... He came home from school. They wear white button-downs, and there was a big stain on his pocket. And I'd been getting on their case about stains on these shirts. It's just every day I'm cleaning yeah. these white shirts. But that day I said, Quay, did you go to school with that stain on that shirt? And he said, no. A blueberry fell in my pocket, and I didn't know till I leaned forward and I heard the splish. Oh, <laughs> He'd had blueberries for breakfast oh. and one had just fallen in his pocket. But I, my normal reaction would have been like, ah, oh, frustration yeah. and annoyance. I just just burst into laughter, and was, he just laughed, and he felt the freedom. Things just happen. happen. We get stains. It's going to be okay. I can get it out with some bleach. It's not a yeah. big deal, but how hilarious that it, you don't know there's a blueberry talking to you. You hear the smoke. No, and it was just by accident. It was just by accident. You accidentally fell in the canal. It's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. It just, you know, things that we get embarrassed about or feel that our our image is, is marred in some yeah. way. It's all ego stuff. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. are people going to say if my kids go to school with these stained shirts? Am I a bad mom? Yes. I don't know how to do laundry. Yeah. I don't, yeah. The thing that you have to remember as a mother, that nobody ever, I don't think, at least no one I know of, a no believer, ever went into motherhood with the thought of, I'm going to be the worst mother in the world. Mm. Nobody ever has. Mm. Mm. But we're human, and we don't... I'm, do you realize that we have the, no, no training at all to be a parent? And then we have these lives in our hands. Yeah. 
And so it's just so hard. You want to be good. You just don't know. Is that good? Yeah. It didn't work. So is it mean? Does it mean that that was bad? I right, mean, right, you're right, just right, right. Const- you're constantly on that barometer yes. of if yeah. did I do a good job today? Did I not? But I, I take comfort from what God said to David when he wanted to build the temple, and he said, "No, you're not going to do it. You're a man of blood." But it was good that it was in your heart. Mm. And the I, desire. The desire. Mm. And the desire to be a good mother is in our hearts. Yeah. And God notices that. That's what people say, you know, am I a good mom or am I not a good mom? Okay, anyone listening to this podcast right now, you're taking the time to learn how to be a God-centered mom. Yes. Your desire is for godliness, and he values that. Yes. Well, he, if you yeah. fall short, there's grace. It's It's so important to know that... He not only sees our actions, he sees our hearts. Mm -hmm. Our desire, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right. Um, This falls with that, kind of. mm -hmm. Their next one kind of falls with that, doesn't it? To trust my children. I have to trust my children to God, who loves them more than I do. Mm. And that is probably one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. You have plans for your children, you see their future, you want them to be good citizens and good Christians, and you see them making decisions that you don't think are going to be really good, and yet you can't, not always, you can't always get them to do what you want. Um, Most days. Yes. (laughs) I, I have a friend who has a great saying. She says, she tells her grandchildren now, uh, the decisions you're making are taking you down to a definite destination. Mm. And when you get there, will you want to be there? Wow. Isn't that good? That's really good. Yeah. Give them the ownership. Give them ownership and, yeah. and you know, give them the reality that it may not be all they expect the it counsel. to be. The counsel. Yeah. You can counsel yes. your children, but you can't control them. You can't control them. And mm-hmm. children are to honor their parents. They are to obey them when they're young, respect them when they're adults, but they're not under their authority anymore. Mm. And some parents won't let go of that. Yeah. And I think if if parents would realize that, there'd be much less in-law trouble mm. instead That's of true. trying to keep control of... Leave and cleave, right? It's leave and cleave. <laughs> yeah. And then there's a care for them when they're old. That part's been totally lost. Yeah. Except for here. Yeah. <laughs> and except here. in your house. Yeah. yeah. My, my kids have been wonderful. Yeah. But I, I was in rehab one time about a year ago, and I had a Filipino uh, tech come in to do, you know, take vitals and stuff. And I asked where he was from, and he said, the Philippines. And I said, you know, all the Filipino uh, caregivers are so kind and so mm-hmm. gentle. And you know how he answered me? We have no nursing homes in the Philippines. Wow. Yeah. And they, you know, I don't think Thailand has. The Asian culture in general. Yeah. And they're a lot more involved to the grandparents in the upbringing of the grandchildren. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's just more of a unit mentality. And here we're all spread out. My parents live in Costa Rica, although they're with me this week, but... Uh, I mean, it's just everyone's everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. But I thought it was interesting that he answered that way. Yes. 
Yes. You know, I yes. was talking he got it. character, but he, he said, it. we have no nursing homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, it's how he, it's all he knows. Yeah. Is that you're it, kind it, and caring to the elderly generation. And we have to trust that, that God can bring them back mm. if they stray. Mm. You remember, you know what Jesus talked about, the, the good, the shepherd that had a hundred sheep and one strayed and he left the 99 that were safe in the fold and went looking for that sheep that was lost, brought it back on his shoulders and there was great rejoicing. Mm. And some of us have to go through that mm. with our kids. Mm. And it just is one of those heartbreaking things that can happen, and it may not be that we were so far, you know, if, here's what I'm thinking, if we take the blame for every kid that strays, then we have to take, if we take the credit for every every kid that does well, then we have to take the blame for everyone that strays. Yes, it's. And then you have to go a step further and say, when God's children sin, who's to blame? Adam and Eve. His- yeah, not their heavenly father. Yeah. See, if, if the parent here thinks it's my fault, yeah. then what do we do with it when we're dealing with God's children? Yeah. And it's a, wasn't there a time, you know, in, in the New Testament where there's the... Um, Man, who is he crippled? Is he blind? And they blame the parents. They say, "Well, the oh, parents yeah, the must blind. have sinned." Yeah, yeah. yeah. The parents must. Who, whose well, sin is it? His sin or his parents? But just think. Yeah, he was born blind, yeah. so he would have to have sinned in the womb. And this is what. Yeah, yeah. it must have been the parents. Someone's to blame here. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't that yeah. God wanted to reveal Himself in the future when Jesus would yeah. heal him. Yeah. There was yeah. there was a fault. Yeah. 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 We do. Yeah, we do. Well, we have a little of that with the prosperity theology. Yeah, totally. Thing. Totally, uh, that we have anything to do to gain more blessing. Gain blessing, and if we then have we, blessing, it's because we are done something. We've right. done something good, and vice versa. Say. So, if bad things happen, we must have done something. Well. Yes, yeah. yeah, awful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Love it's it. so discouraging. Yeah, a terrible theology. It's, yeah, it's very discouraging. Well, one thing that I really want us to yeah do it to know is that God's grace is sufficient. He tells us that. Mm. My grace is enough. That's the idea. My grace is enough for you, he said Mm. to Paul. And he said three times, take away this physical thorn. He said, my grace is enough. Mm. But it's only there when we need it. It's not when we imagine some awful thing's going to happen. If you spend your time thinking, you know, one of my kids, well, what would I do if one of my children died? Or what would I do if my husband died? Or what would I do if, when you read about the terrible things happening to other people, what would I do if that happened to me? But there's no grace for your imagination. That's the famous Vicki Kraft line. Yeah. Do you know how many people have quoted you to me, that line, there's no grace for your imagination? Yeah. Yeah. So when we worry, we're always worrying about the future. Mm. And Jesus commanded us not to To worry. worry. It wasn't a suggestion. It was a command not to worry. Mm. But it's because 
when you're projecting into a future which you don't know, yeah. and you're assuming all the terrible things that are going to happen, that's not faith. And, and and there's no grace in it because that's not even reality. No. It's God only, already knows what's going to happen. He's like, well, that's not even what I got for you. No, yeah. exactly. But what you have is his grace when you need it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably one of the most important things for us in the daily walk of life to when you find your mind wandering and into into things that haven't happened and probably never will, that you just say, Lord, I know that you will be there if I have to go through that. And sur- and surrendering and stopping that. Stopping it. Yeah. That train from At going. At the past, yeah. yes. Yeah, like don't let the worry train keep going no. on the track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you have to, it, you can't stop a thought by just saying, I'm not going to think it again. Mm. You have to replace it with yes. something else. Yes. Yeah. So with you, truth you, of some yeah. kind. You have to replace it with Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer. Thanks, and, yeah, Thanksgiving. Say, yeah. Thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God will guard your heart. Say. So if you if you find yourself wandering off here, then if you replace it with the truth, God gives His peace. Mm. So good. All right, y'all. Just I mean that that's t-shirt worthy. There's no grace yeah. for your imagination. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to order those because uh, yeah, that's truth right there. Well, I believe youth is highly overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about that. Yeah. Well. The thing is that we are so obsessed with youth in this culture and we are so disrespectful of age mm. that all the old ones want to keep looking young. Mm. And, and surgery after surgery. Surgery yeah. after surgery. Yeah. And, and it's so ridiculous because the Bible honors age, mm. honors gray hair. How many gray heads do you see today? You know? The crown of beauty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, Youth is full of uncertainty and foolishness and all of that. Mm. And I wouldn't want to be young again for anything. Yeah. yeah. But uh, youth is the time to make decisions, to charter the course of our life. That's mm-hmm. why Solomon said, remember your creator in the days of your youth before the days of trouble come." Mm. See, so youth is a wonderful time when you're young, but it's not great when you're 90 or 80 and you still try to look young or act young. Trying to, but trying you to, need the to false youth. Yeah. yeah, you need to think young. You need to keep in. That's why I think it's so important for older people to have a friendships with younger generations because mm. they keep us in touch with the culture, and they keep us thinking young, mm. say, mm. Uh, and relevant. Mm. They, yeah. they do that. Mm. But still underneath all that is the actual realism of what life is like and what it can be. And there's this, I think aging has a, there's a, 
reality with hope, mm. realism. There's wisdom that comes from just the experiences of life and the knowledge of God's word. Mm. Um, and there's a freedom to be yourself. Yeah. You don't have Confidence. to. Yeah. yeah. There's that freedom to be yourself. I don't have to pretend that I'm something else or pretend uh, something I'm not really believing. Or Do you I, think that you more um, recognize your identity in Christ? Oh, yes. As yeah. you, you've yeah. less, less trying to find your significance in this and more it, resting in his I'm, identity I, for you. I'm a child of God. I was made in his image, mm. saved at a very great price, mm. and that makes me valuable. Mm. And God did it all. It's mm. not anything I've done. And there's a great security yeah. in that, yeah. you know. So, uh, but I think that you hit on something a little bit ago, like the relationship between the older generation and younger generation and that pursuit of a, a mentor, you could call it a voice in your life, that relationship. And I've heard younger women say, oh, I'd love that. Uh-huh. But there's no women like that in my mm. community, my church. You know. Well, they're, they're trying to revive that in our church. In our church, yeah. yeah. How would, yeah. you know, do you have any advice for someone who's finding themselves in that position? Like they really would love that voice and that relationship. But. Yeah, I would say talk to Peggy Banks, our minister to well, women. Well, but if they don't even live, they're in Singapore oh, no. oh. or they're listening. Oh, okay, and they're, yeah. yeah. they're all over the... Well, I think that, you know, it, uh, it's very hard for an older person to go to a younger woman and say, you know, I'd like to be your mentor because <laughs> I can see what you need. You need some help. Yeah, you some you're help. not going to do that. No, no. But yeah. the younger person should look around in her circle of acquaintances to see somebody that she recognizes has something she wants and go up to her and say, you know, I'd like to have a cup of coffee with you. I'd like to meet, just have a chance to get to know you and don't put the whole enchilada I need you to mentor me. No, they use the word mentor and they... And everyone feels unworthy. Yes. I'm not worthy to be your mentor. mentor. I've yeah. got all my, I can remember all the mistakes I made. How could I ever yes. lead you? And there's all that insecurity comes. But if you say yeah. a cup of coffee, yeah, they won't even realize what wisdom pours out. Yeah. In and that then if, if you find that they click that way, then you can ask for more, mm. you know, I mm. would, but start with the one. young, the young girl has to in, in, uh, initiate. initiate it. Yeah. Uh, and if it's a desire of her heart, I think it's something that pleases God to fill. Mm. Yeah. So the pray woman, and, and keep your eyes yeah, open. The woman that I wasn't even looking for one, but the woman who really was critical in my life when I was 28 was an older single lady who loved God's word and knew it, helped me to find my gifts, gave me opportunities to serve, started me teaching the Bible to a small group of women, and I've been teaching it ever since. Mm. So you don't, don't, don't assume in your head what that package is going to look like. Exactly. You can't say, well, I have to have somebody that's had children or married. Yeah. Just keep your eyes she, open. She, God yeah, yeah, she was critical to mm. me. That's good. Yeah. That's really good, yeah. Yeah. I've learned that you never stop learning. I'm thankful for that. I love yeah, learning stuff. I do too. <laughs> And uh, I think for us, being in touch with social networks 
is annoying a lot of times. <laughs> I love it. But it is annoying. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good for us to. My son said to me several years ago, Mom, you ought to be on Facebook because you know what your kids were doing. Mm. And you know that's true. Yeah. So I got on. <laughs> you got an account. And uh, he put me on, in fact. Yeah. So, and I do find out more about them than I would have uh, because they don't just tell you every single thing. Pictures yeah. of the kids yeah. when they graduate, all of this stuff. Where it used to be you might take some pictures, print them off, mail them in a card. Three weeks later, you'd find out exactly. pictures. No, yeah. In the moment. It's yes. Instagram, you yeah. can know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. It's a lot. I don't care what most people have for breakfast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, we could stop doing that. Yeah. I think that'd be okay. Yeah. Can we just ban all food pictures? But it, it it is, and you know, I pick up a lot of good articles and yeah. things worth reading. You know, so but you have to you have to keep in touch. Mm, yeah, that's good. Well, right. the only life I'm starting ending with what I started with because I can say that it's true. The only life worth living is one committed fully to Jesus Christ. Mm. Doesn't mean that I've been perfect. It doesn't mean that I made bad judgments. It doesn't mean any of that. But God knew my heart, knows my heart. Mm. And now at this stage of life where I'm looking forward to being with Jesus, not very long, I can have that wonderful assurance that absent from the body, I'm be present with the Lord. Mm. And Paul said, I'd rather go and be with yeah. him yeah. than to stay. Yeah. And uh, I've had people say to me, how do you feel? Do you have peace? Uh, like it's, <laughs> and I've said, I'm, I have total peace. Yeah. I don't have any fear of the future. I have no fear that God won't keep his promises because I've seen him keep promises for 87 years. Mm. That's, again, that growing confidence that that comes with age. And I don't think he's going to dump me now. (laughs) Dump you now. No. No, he's not. That's uh, security of, of... Human relationships, the insecurity in human relationships, there's security in And it's also evidence for what God kept reminding the uh, Jewish people. He said, remember what I did for you. Mm. I delivered you from Egypt. Even today in the Passover, this is because God delivered us from Egypt Mm. and made you my own, he Mm. said. Not because you were great. (laughs) Not because you were big. Not because you were great. Yeah. But because I loved you. Mm. So there's none of that uh, fear. No fear of purgatory or limbo or whatever people think I need to be in in order to atone. Because Jesus paid the full price Mm. for past sin, present sin, future sin when he saved me. Mm-hmm. And there's no, uh, my entry into heaven, it doesn't depend on me at all. It depends totally on the work of Jesus Christ 
Mm-hmm. And when his last words were, it is finished, mm-hmm. it, that's a word in the Greek that means paid in full. Mm-hmm. It would be stamped on bills that had been paid for. It is finished, paid in full. Mm-hmm. So there's no little sin hanging out there that's going. I'm going to have to uh, pay for myself. Mm-hmm. And there's great assurance, really, uh, I think it was Moody who said, uh, when you hear that I have died, I'm rejoice for me because I'm in a, a much better place than I ever was. Mm. Yeah, And that, you know, we I don't understand why everybody in the world doesn't flock to be a Christian. We have so much hope and love, and we need to. We need to reflect that. People need to see that in us. So good, Vicki. I mean, this is like gold on repeat. The truth, the biblically sound truth that you just delivered in this hour of, I'm I'm just in awe. I will go back. I will re-listen to be reminded of the truth. Mm -hmm. You're not saying anything or shattering Beyond, no. it wasn't like Vicky Craft. She's a god. No, no, no. you have studied, you have lived, mm-hmm. you have seen the faithful God, and you are reporting. Really, yeah. What God has done, and that it's the same God. Same God, never changes. God who cannot lie. Uh, in fact, I just read that yesterday. God is not a man that he should lie. Mm. There's no motivation. No motivation. No, no, nor does he change his mind. Mm. And so this is the most security anybody could ever have. And when you look into uh, certain, knowing certainly that your days are very numbered, that's the time to have complete assurance. And I have. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm so thankful that you took the time today to sit down with me and share this with everyone listening and um, just a testimony to your faith. So thank you, Vicki. Thank you, too. Oh, so many great little nuggets of truth. And I know Vicki mentioned several scriptures. Uh, I wanted you to know that for the last episode and for this episode, I did look up the references for each of those, and they're in the show notes if you are wanting to read those again. So make sure you head over to godcentermom.com to check out the show notes that go along with these episodes. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to godcenteredmom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 317, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.